You've got a fire in your belly, a passion to serve and an insatiable drive to contribute. You know that if you can just get your message in front of the right people, you can change lives. But where to start? There are so many options, so many moving pieces. You get bogged down, overwhelmed, frustrated, while the burning desire to serve others consumes you. I know, I've been there. And these days I bring life-changing impact and value to people's lives through the creation of books, funnels, online courses and coaching programs, and virtual summits. This is the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Tim Cooper, and this is my journey. To be totally honest with you, I've had a deep feeling of foreboding for about the last week. I recently got some news from a family member that they'd been having some medical tests and something of concern has popped up and they need more tests. So there is a possible problem there. We don't know whether it's a a real problem and we don't know the extent of the problem. So it's this sort of great unknown. And it could be quite serious and I'll I don't want to sort of talk too much about what's going on there until the results are in and and, and we know what's going on. But I thought I'd share with you how I handled things the first time my son got cancer when he was nine years old. And basically there was this lump just growing out the side of his neck and it was just getting bigger and bigger every day. And we took him to the hospital and they were saying it was cat scratch and nothing to worry about. And this went on for about a week until a few people put their foot down and said, this isn't cat scratch and it needs further investigation. And so that's when they went on and biopsied and we got the result. And even though the result was far from what we wanted to hear, There was also a sense of relief because now finally we knew what the problem was. We knew how dire the situation was, but we also knew that the doctors knew what they were treating and he was in the best hands possible. And so there was was a possibility of of a good outcome and we got a good outcome, right? But that's what I'm saying, like even though the news was bad. Nobody wants to hear their child has cancer. Simply by having that confirmed and then the treatment plan put in place and he went through and he got through, that was, you know, that was a sense of relief. You see, when you get bad news, we are wired to react in a certain way. And this goes right back to when the early man had to run away from saber-toothed tigers and, and other dangers. So we, we react to bad news on both a, an emotional and physiological level, like our body also reacts to that news. It, now we call it the sympathetic nervous system or fight or flight, and all the blood rushes out of your organs and into your arms and legs. Your digestive system, your reproductive system and other systems shut down because in that moment all you need to do is either fight or get away from that danger 
And if you don't get away from that danger, then there's no need for your digestive or reproductive system if that saber-toothed tiger catches you. So that's, that's, that's a very natural response. But the most important thing to do is not stay in that state because understanding what stress does, like stress in small doses is very, very good for you. It keeps you safe. But if you stay in a constant state of stress, it not only affects your mind, it does affect your body physiologically. And that's been proven. And so on the other side, to keep your body in balance or homeostasis, you've got another system called the parasympathetic system. And we call this rest and digest. And this is where you are actually lying down, you're relaxed, you can now digest your food because you've got you know, your organs are fully supplied with the, with the blood and everything else that they need. And this is also where your, where your body repairs because if you're in a constant state of stress, then your body can't repair itself. So that initial reaction is, is very, very normal and we can't bash ourselves up about it. That's the way we've been wired. But after that initial shock, then we've got to work at um, settling our mind and being proactive in the solution to what's going on rather than reactive. As I said with this, with this recent news, we know there's something there that they've got to investigate, but we don't know what it is and we don't know how bad it is. And I suppose that's why I've got this that's why I'm unsettled and I've got this feeling of foreboding because you don't know what's going to happen. Now, once the results come through, if it's all good, great, we'll party. If there's something more serious, then we're just going to have to play the hand we're dealt and play our part. So sometimes things are out of our control. There's a fact there and it's real. But sometimes we're not in a position to fix the problem ourselves. And then we've got to put the faith in other people to help us. But then we've still got our role to play in support and whatever else we can do along the way. There's something called the law of resistance. And it says, no, what you resist persists. Which basically means is that if you don't address the problem, the problem just isn't going to go away, right? You can't bury your head in the sand and pretend it's not happening. And the more you bury your head in the sand and ignore that particular situation, it's going to crop up again and again and again and again and again. It's going to be like Groundhog Day. <laughs> right, until you step up and you address it and you resolve it, right? And then the next challenge is going to come along because that's just life. So we can't bury our head in the sand when something bad or something goes wrong in our lives. And it's okay to have that initial emotional and 
physiological response because that's just the way we're wired. But it's so important that it might take a day or two, it may even take a week, depending on the news you receive. But it's so important then when you know the situation that you are dealing with, when the facts are there, that you step up and you do your part and you address it. Okay. And how do you settle your mind? Well, firstly, positive self-talk and positive visualization. No, see the result that you want. Burn that into your subconscious mind. See it clearly. Right? And, and be detailed. And create a movie, a future memory. Program that in. And then do what you need to do to bring that into reality. Other things that I do is I ask a question and I, once again, I bury that question into my subconscious mind, like, what can I do? Like, like how can I help in the situation or whatever, whatever's going on? And then I either meditate on it or I sleep on it. And the mind is a very powerful thing. And nine times out of 10, when you wake up, you will have some clarity and some idea of, of what you can do to help. Once again, it's even in the darkest times, you've got to look for the positive. I've got another very close friend who just got some very upsetting news. Like she's a mother of, of three young children and she's just learnt that the landlord, the owner, isn't renewing her lease. And they've given her a very, very short time to you know, get out of the, the house. So that's, that's very, very distressing. Like, even for me, I know that my, my place is on the market and the thought of moving, oh, it's, it's just a horrible, it's a horrible thought. It's very, very unsettling. So I'm just by myself. So just imagine this, you know, this mother with, you know, with three young children. It's very, very unsettling. But also the point is, is that, over the last few years, she's had to deal with a, a very nosy and just a nasty owner who would just interfere and not, and not give them the peace to live in the home that they were, they, they were renting. And so you say, okay, so this is a very unsettling situation and it's happening. That's a fact. So once you get over that that's shock, right? And your, and your body has reacted with the sympathetic nervous system and your head's spinning and you're all anxious. Once you get over that, you've got to settle and say, what is going to be a positive to this unsettling situation? Well, one big positive is that you're going to move into a place and hopefully you're not going to have a nasty owner who just interrupts and disrupts you and, and Things they can just pop up whenever they like and, and go through your place. Okay, so 
and then picture where you want to live, like picture the home and, and see the kids running around happy, seeing you sitting back relaxed, visualizing that, that good owner, right? Vis visualizing the easy to get along with real estate. Visualize the whole package. But you've got to settle your mind to do that. So basically saying what you resist persists. So this is, so when a real situation appears, you can't resist it because you're just pushing back. And no matter how much you push back, it's not going to, to change anything. And, and, it's, and you're going to be spending a lot of energy fighting something that you don't have the, the power to fight. Rather, you should accept the situation and go, okay, well, this is bad. It's unsettling. It's not the greatest, but this is the hand I've been dealt. Now, how do I go about resolving it? Accepting the situation, looking for a solution, doing the positive mind work, and also taking the actions you need to take to resolve the situation. And as I said, I'm struggling with something at the moment that now I've got this this feel this really bad feeling in my gut, but I I know that regardless of what the outcome is of those future tests, once I know what I'm dealing with, good or bad, I'll be able to do what I need to do, come to terms and acceptance with what's going on, and work towards a solution. So that's what you do when things go wrong. After the initial shock, you just need to settle your mind. And, you know, bad things happen to good people, and especially we do live in a very unsettled world at the moment, and there is a lot of painful stuff happening all over the world to everybody. So you're not alone. And I think this is another parting point I want to make is be kind. Don't unleash your, your problems. Don't use somebody else as a whipping board because things are going bad in your life and you're trying to offload that and make it somebody else's problem. Don't do that because you have no idea what the other person may be going through. You've got no idea of their situation. They could be going through something far worse than you. So be kind. Be respectful. And work together. Don't work against each other. So if you're watching this on YouTube and you found this information useful and you haven't done so already, please click the subscribe button and little bell. If you like the content, please give it a thumbs up. And if you've got any feedback, comments, questions, please drop them below. If you're listening to this on another podcast platform and you enjoy the content, please follow the show and give it a review. If there's a way for you to reach out via the platform, please do so. Otherwise, I'm always available at tim at timcooper.au. That's tim at timcooper.au. And until tomorrow, you take care.